At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical-oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death, life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought 
truth and reality. Questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. But that said, so in 2000, so August 15, 2016, a Healthy Human Services put an 88-page communicable disease proposed regulation into the Federal Register. It talked about what would happen if a, something shut down the the country like Ebola or a coronavirus. I mean, they even have metric out how much of an economic hit it would take for America. But it was very intriguing um, because it defined things like, okay, what is quarantine? What is a forced exam? Who is going to pay for it? many different details that we have not even seen with the first one but we will see with the second which kind of dovetails into the fema camps because you could very well be sent to a quarantine facility Mm. um but and fema might even manage it but it's not a fema camp as fema as people tend to think like a forced labor camp or whatever And that they're going to just build bricks and tell All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fun-filled, exciting adventure into My Third Eye. Yes, uh, this episode I have Celeste Solomon, and we talk about uh, what is going on with genetically modified um, food, all the way down to eventually maybe genetically modified humans. So sit back and enjoy this episode. If you want the full episode, go to patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. $5 will get you the full episode of Talk at the Tavern and the weekly episode. Or if you just want the weekly episode, you can sign up for $3. Um, Go over to iTunes and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and review. If you don't want to do the review part, that's where Spotify comes in. All you have to do is listen to about five seconds of any of your podcasts that you listen to, and you'll be able to rate them. Give them a five star helps helps the show grow. Uh, don't forget to hit the link tree. Uh, got merch in there. My third eye. That's M Y. The number three R D E Y E gets you twenty percent off everything in the store. Um, also, uh, keep a lookout for. Uh, bizarre encounters uh shane and i are doing some some good work over there i recently uh uh went on a ghost adventure down in gettysburg so that was pretty cool uh toward a haunted uh orphanage and it's it's pretty famous uh, look into it you know read the backstory or whatever but uh, i'll be discussing it on a future episode of uh, bizarre encounters uh other than that i'm gonna get out of here let you guys enjoy this and uh yeah the next episode that you're going to hear is a uh, conspiracy in the news. So we'll see what Ryan and I do and, and see how weird or ranty we get. And if you missed it, don't forget to go back and check out Patriot Party podcast uh, episodes on Monday and this past Monday and Tuesday. I was filling in for Mick um, while uh, he's out in Vegas and V Lynn has now left for Vegas uh, for a memorial for their friend. So 
Godspeed to their friend. And thank you for the honor again of letting me co-host a great show such as that. Uh, Having said that, enjoy the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. Today, I am joined by the one and only Celeste Solo. You've may heard her on uh, Macro Aggressions and also on my good friend uh, Ryan Dean's Dangerous World Podcast. So tonight, I'm going to sit down and we're going to have a nice nice discussion about some pretty, pretty interesting and mind-blowing and mind-bending topics that I think more people need to hear. And coming straight from, you know, the source and someone that has been in it and seen it and, and witnessed it, uh, you can't, you can't get any more better of a credible, you know, eyewitness. So I give you Celeste Solom. It's a, it's an honor to be here and to be on your podcast. I'm really excited about this, uh, a virgin podcast for us. And it's great. Yeah. I hopefully God willing, there'll be many more. Yes. So, um, I guess we should probably start that a lot of people are unaware that right now, uh, this whole SARS COVID thing um, didn't just happen. Um, It was planned for many years, many decades, and I would say even centuries prior to. And so here we find ourselves. These were plans that I worked on when I uh, was at FEMA and and saw saw notebooks and primitive computers and now when I saw that for the World Economic Forum that condensed all of what I have been working on like in one infographic with the the COVID and the spikes um, and there were two hundred spikes that we're going to change the way that the world operated everything that we do everything that we see everything that we buy are the most intimate details of our life was going to change Um, they didn't exactly tell how that was going to happen we knew it was the great reset but what was the great great reset and at that time everybody is worried about this this i call it a weapon that was released upon the face of the earth. But this was all planned, you know, like I said, a long time ago, but the first real tangible stuff, I would say was in 1975, there's a trilogy of conferences that were held at Asilomar. And Asilomar is near uh, the Bohemian Grove Mm. and uh, Monterey. And So the first one was 1975. They decided to genetically modify all life on earth, all life on earth, every human, every animal and every plant. And there was only one media that covered it at the time. It was Rolling Stone magazine. It was a black cover, uh, much in the way of The Economist, uh, with big red letters that said, you idiots, Mm. and basically said that they had opened Pandora's box. Well, by them doing that, that makes us property then. Am I correct in understanding that? Because if you're genetically modified, they they can actually patent you. Right, right. Anybody Ah. that is, uh, 
uh, has genetic um, material that is patented can be patented. And by default, I guess that would include all of us uh, because there's a lot of nanoparticulates in us. It is in the air that is called aerogel. It's the air version of hydrogel, aerosolized hydrogel. Mm-hmm. It, in the war on plastics, they are using uh, hydrogel membranes to filter out those microplastics, so they say. But the molecules of the hydrogel go into the water supply. So it's in our water. And at the beginning of January 2021, they said that by the end of the year, um, that all the commercial foods around the world would have platforms like the Moderna and Pfizer installed in them. Um, and I have to, with this, with a heavy heart, that I have to say that by December of 2021, they did accomplish that. So mm. the only safe food is something that you would grow um, at your house or your neighbors or whatever. Or um, like a local farmer's market you know someone no i would not i would not even trust the farmer's market because there's plants that are called synthetic biology that look like plants that are not plants anymore they are they're not even genetically modified they are totally synthetic um have you seen synths before did you know that they're making synthetic humans i i have not i've always heard the you know, the term cloning, you know, thrown around and and what have you, I, I tend to lean that that is a very strong possibility. I mean, they did it with, uh, what was the first thing to be cloned? Was it, was it a goat or a sheep? I, I believe. This is different. This oh, oh, is, okay. this is a robot, Okay. but this robot is going to have human skin, synthetic blood, mm. synthetic organs, and they have finally why did, was there this frenzy to map our brain to put a synthetic brain in these synthetic uh, beings? Oh, so I, can, I never, yeah, I never put two and two together because I remember telling everybody that I, I knew, I'm like, do you realize that Google is mapping the human brain? And they're like, no, why would they do that? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, so let, let's go to sanctuary.ai. And I can, oh, they're not going to let me do it. Mm. Oh, because I spelled it wrong. Always helps. They're, they, they're unforgiving with your. Yeah. You're, you're, oh. It still wants the T in there. Why it does it? Okay. We'll just S-A-N-C-T-U-A-R-Y dot A-I. Okay, so okay, this is the sanctuary.ai website, creating human-like intelligence, and um, they want human-like intelligence in general purpose robots. Well, that not that kind of along the lines of, I think it was a Google employee or, or what have you said he was interacting with a chat bot and it became sentient and they kind of pretty much put him on leave or whatever and have since really you know tried to snuff the story so this is what they're they are right now but i'm showing you this and i'm gonna go to my website and show you their real plan and then we can talk about it 
for a few moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the merging of, well, they don't even want humans in the picture. They don't want a human in the loop. Uh, so you can look at this, but what happened is they were doing humans, uh, uh, robots that looked very human. So let's go over to my website and I can actually show you. Hopefully it's not going to give me a hard time. News. Come on. Where's my search? Where's my search? It's up here. Yeah, these people, what what I don't get is they don't want humans in the picture, okay? These people that want to control the, the world and what have you. Have they ever put thought behind, okay, we go down this path, what if they turn on us? So this is what they originally looked like. They were just a little bit too human. So then they backtracked. So then what they did is the whole website went dark. And then they were building these millions of them in subterranean uh, areas. The the company is up in Vancouver, um, British Columbia. Um, I don't know if it's Vancouver. But I do know one of the biggest cloning companies is out of Canada as well. But these are not clones. These right. are actually so robots. this is this is a robot. Um, they are let me get, let, let's stop share. So I get this military document in mm-hmm. December of 2019. And uh, they basically, the military started unveiling their transhumanist agenda in 2018. And I went to those military conferences. But in 2019, I get this 232-page document. Basically, what they said that they were going to cavitate us like a fish. Now, if you're a hunter or a fisherman, you know, you got to gut them. Mm -hmm. So basically, they were going to gut humanity of everything that it means to be human and then stuff us full of soft robotics and or spirits or demonic entities. And basically what would be left is just this. uh, So what they're creating now through the weapon is a shell for habitation for other entities. And you say, Oh, Celeste, that's kind of weird. So they're back since ancient time. Life has always been classified by the lineus classification of life. It just has. But the Darwinists, these are all Darwinists. Uh, They really believe in in their philosophy that they knew that this was coming, that there there were going to be all these experiments. There were going to be hybrids. There were going to be synthetic life forms. They were going to open portals for different life forms to come in, there would be aliens, there would be all this. And they said, we need an organizational chart with all the classification of life. 
So for 10 years, they worked on something called the Philo, or the Philo Code. It's P-H-Y-L-O-C-O-D-E. And uh, they then approved it. And what was the first beta test of that classification um, of a new life form? That was the SARS-CoV-2. Hmm. Now, everybody talks about Event 201. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, event 201 is nothing compared to Clade X. And Clade X was held before event 201. And Clade X was about a, a pandemic with a new life form where Clade or event 201 was just, you know, it could be the flu, it could be smallpox, it could be anything. It was no one pathogens. This was a new life form. And so this, this whole thing was in that. Um, what is when, the purpose of what is the purpose of it? It's, did you have a question? Yeah, when did that one take place? Well, let's go here. We'll go to YouTube. You can find the whole thing on YouTube. Because after listening, you know, to your conversations and, and interviews, it, 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 it totally makes sense. And, and I, I've always kind of thought this, you know, for years too, um, you know, I was, I'm prior air force. So, you know, we'd always run drills and, you know, prep for real world, uh, scenarios and what have you. So when these government agencies are, are doing this and then a year or that same year, or a couple of years later, the same exact scenario plays out in real life. It's like, come on. So it was four years ago. Okay. And you can see there's lots of, you can watch the trailer. You can watch the whole thing if you want to. Um, so that it's, it's pretty interesting. So they were setting us up for what would happen with the SARS-CoV-2. Uh, this is directed evolution. We were not evolving to a post-human world. And the media, if you, there were two things that happened in the media before um, the SARS-CoV-2 hit. One is they kept saying in the media over and over and over again that humans could not endure a disaster or a catastrophe. Uh, therefore, uh, they had no um, fortitude, internal fortitude to, and yet for, I mean, humans have undergone disaster after disaster after disaster. <laughs> Um, and yet we didn't have it. So what they did is they put in a mental health framework uh, for each country. So each country had its own mental health framework. And as the weapon went around the world, it, it, each one of those mental health frameworks was um, activated. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the other thing. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting it's pretty toasty in here in my office that I don't have um, air conditioning. Ooh. So I better take a sip. Yeah, I better that's... stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you're drinking uh, good water. You know what I mean? Cause I was, I, I am, I'm drinking green drink right now well, to keep go. me, you know, keep me healthy and on top of my game. That's awesome. Um, 
but I just had a two hour interview before this and I didn't really stay hydrated. So I better mm. like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny, you know, people, you know, they're like, Oh, you do podcasts and you talk to people I'm like, yeah. Uh, and they're like, okay, uh, how is that? How is that exhausting? I'm like, you ever talk to people for eight hours straight, uh, go, go from one interview to another, to another, to another, by the end of the day, you don't even know how to think like what is a nose you know what i mean i have a nose what's what's a nose i've never heard that before it's uh, it just melts your mind because <laughs> you're taking in well, all this information from everywhere you know what i mean and then people want you to talk to chat with you on the phone or yeah. something i just like uh you know yeah. i'm i'm ready for just some quiet time mm -hmm. you know so I don't remember where we were going. Uh, did we, did we want to talk about the one health factor? Yeah, we can. You were, you were, I think you were wrapping up with Claydex. So pretty much I would check out Claydex because it is, was about the, the release of the new um, life form and it ties in with the phylo code, <clears throat> you know, because they had to test their new system for this new classification of life. So if you think things went fast in the two years with the SARS-CoV-2, um, it's going to go much faster with this directed evolution mm. um, and them kicking the tires and changing us through any and all means, through our air, through our water, through our food, through transdermal, some really evil stuff. Um, if you get a chance, check out DARPA's um, Athena Agenda. Um, it's actually part of a series that um, is the United States um, <clears throat> biodefense, uh, biodefense blueprint. It started in 2015 as the blueprint for biodefense. Then it went to the Apollo, um, Apollo program, or it wasn't program, I don't, maybe it was a Apollo program for biodefense. And just in April, they released of uh, this year, they released the Athena, um, the Athena agenda okay. uh, for bio. And in there, they want to vaccinate every person and animal against every known pathogen. Uh, they are saying 20,000 vaccinations or gene edits. And that is only 1% of what they want to do to you. Oh, my God. So, I mean, at that point, if you got 20,000, which is only 1%, I mean, you would not even be a human at that point. No. You, would, you wouldn't be at all. So there's this whole concept known as One Health, and that's the integration of animals and humans um, and the environment. Of course, it was concocted by the UN. It was, you know, one of their utopian things. And they say, oh, you know, we're all integrated in this planet. So, you know, we have to be one. So back in 2012, in Thailand, they actually signed a memorandum of understanding the World Medical Association and the World Veterinary Association merged. And that put human medicine and animal medicine as one discipline. 
that is why they can experiment on us and not get our consent. And they mm. don't give a rent. They don't need it because animals, you, you don't need animals can't give consent. No, you know, they're just dumb animals, you know? Right. So, um, so basically that is what they're doing um, under the auspices of uh, the one health umbrella, which is a UN touted thing. And it all links together. And of course you've got your different agencies who manage the, the livestock of the planet. And their goal is to get rid of a number of us. And so they're in the process of that right now. Is there any way to, to fight against this? I mean, I'm not saying take up arms, but to, to prevent something like this, you know what I mean? Like, so I, <laughs> so yeah, there, there's several ways. So I'm, I'm a very non-compliant person. I'm already in the troublemakers database, which means I can't get, I can I am banned from shopping in any store in Montana. I cannot get legal um, advice or I can't have a, a lawyer represent me because you're, when you're in the troublemakers, it's affected my um, social credit score. So my bank fired me. Really oh. interesting, but we can fight back. So one of the things that they do is they send out this uh, community uh, community. American Community Survey. Mm -hmm. It's very intrusive. At first, you're going to get this little mail, a one pager in the in the mail, and it's going to say you need to fill this out um, online. And let me see. This is 48 pages. This little baby. So if you ignore them, they send you this little pamphlet. And if it has a valid OMV uh, number, and right here it does have a valid, oh, can it, there it is, a valid OMV, which means I'm required to fill it out. But according to our constitution, the only thing that you have to fill out is you have to enumerate the number of people in your home. So for me, it's one. Okay. Um, so but I didn't even want to do that. I was, I'm just ticked at the whole lack of representation that we're getting by government at large. Mm -hmm. um, now, before I dive into this, my phone keeps right, ringing off the hook today. Somebody's trying to get a hold of me in the worst way. Um, well, maybe I'll just tell you this part and then we'll go into the, the questions and how I res am resisting this. Um, so I called up, so there's a phone number that you can call. This is put out by the Census Bureau. It's 1-800-354-7271. And what you do, and it is the, the census. Okay. And um, I just, so you have to stay on hold for an indefinite period of time. I, for me, it was 45 minutes. And I talked to the gentleman and I said, Quite frankly, I'm, I have um, my religion prevents me from answering your questions in the census. In the Bible, it talks about uh, that I'm not to participate in any census not called by God. And the guy wrote it down. I thought I was going to have to at least enumerate how many people were in my household. Nope, he wrote it down. And I did not have to answer 
48, I mean, they want to ask you how many bedrooms, ethnicity of all the people, what type of electricity do you use? Do you work? How much do you make? Um, What, uh, just how many bedrooms are in your house? Just all this stuff. uh, How much do you spend? Mm-hmm. How much, what is your salary? Oh, that's what I was going to tell you before the phone rudely interrupted. Is that, where does this information go to? So this is called data mining, data yeah. mining. And um, they give it to transnational uh, organizations. Um, the first, I did a presentation back in, I was lobbying 2006-ish and seven. Um, that they were giving this information to the North American Union. Um, they're establishing a baseline, I think, before this large uh, influx of uh, illegals gets here. Um, well, they're already uh, invading our country, but uh, this way they'll know many people won't question it. No, but, the, I, but is it like basically the census? Is that what it? Oh, it, this? It, this is much more intrusive. Because I got something to the to the effect. I think it was during during 2020, maybe 2021, um, saying that oh, you know, you can take this online. And I was under the interpretation that it was the census, but I do remember them asking questions like what you're talking about, and you know, it, it's programmed in your mind. Oh, if you don't do this, they're going to come and arrest you. You know what I mean? So I made sure my wife did it, my stepson, my, my daughter, you know, and anybody that was living here. And now looking back on it in, in my dumb state of mind, you know, I'm a big fourth amendment activist. You know, you do not have the right to, to any of my personal information, but here I did it under basically under duress thinking I was going to get arrested. You know what I mean? And so the only part that you really need to answer is I'll put this where my finger is, is how many people are in your household. Okay. That is the only um, question either on the census or this survey uh, that you have to answer. Okay. And I found that I could just do in a religious exemption. I, and I thought, sweet. I love it. So, I mean, that's what we have to do is start. And that's why I'm in the troublemakers database, because I refuse to mask up. Um, It was not uh, there for many different reasons. I don't wear a mask. And I just said no. And they called the cops on me. And (laughs) next thing you know, I'm in the troublemakers database. But uh, that's it. That's okay. My activism started when I was about 10. I think. And so I've always been very proactive. So that's how we stop this is uh, acts of civil disobedience and saying no and pushing the limit and all of us doing it. Uh, I also just uh, like a week ago, I mean, I live in this town, it's going to laugh, of 49 people in the middle of the Midwest. Mm -hmm. Agriculture is all around me. 49 people. This is a small town. The only thing that we have in this town is a post office. But they have, you would think you were in downtown Berlin or (laughs) Seattle because they've got Nazi rules. You cannot have your dog off the leash. You cannot have a chicken. 
oh, you might die. I mean, it's like an hour and a half to get to the grocery store each way. All the gas, you know, that could cost you a hundred bucks. And then you get there and you find out that they don't have eggs or milk. Mm -hmm. You know, you just don't even know these days because of the supply chain. So I went and I asked them very respectfully and I put it in a memorandum uh, for the right to grow food and also a right, a right to have my own well. Uh, because I didn't want, if the power goes out, there's not going to be water to anybody. And I live in North Dakota. Okay. Uh, so a couple- At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org things you need you need food you need heat and you need um water so but now people turn their heads the other way <laughs> i have not made friends because i up i upset the apple cart and these people they're very wonderful people but one thing i've learned in this country if you're a, a foreigner like myself from Montana, right next door. Yeah, you that, probably should have moved one state down instead of one state over. But uh, Wyoming actually, probably isn't much better either. I was born in Gillette and and what have you. So, oh, I had a cousin that lived in Gillette. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, nice, nice. I visited him a couple times. We did family history and stuff together. But that's awesome. So yeah, it's. Uh, there are things like, so when the census guy came, I have this thing called the public servant questionnaire. And it's like, what are you doing with my information? Who's going to have access to it? It's like a chain of custody type thing. Um, and when the, the census, I forgot what year it was. Anyway, my husband and I were out gardening and I saw David said the census guy's coming and I had my public servant questionnaire and I had my camera all ready to take pictures of his ID and stuff. And so David went running. He's not, that doesn't, wouldn't, <laughs> he was a chicken. Um, so anyway, I, but I, for me, it was fun because I used to work in government. So it didn't intimidate me at all. So I, I said, 
okay, I need you before you answer me any questions. I need, you know, I need two pieces of government ID um, and I'm going to copy it and I need you to fill this out and then we'll talk. And the, by that time, the guy's turned white. His knees are shaking. He <laughs> couldn't wait to get out. I mean, he was, and people across the United States have used this public uh, servant questionnaire. Another thing people have very successfully used, I, I was suing uh, the government for, uh, to, for public disclosure and FOIA. And so I had a federal attorney and a state attorney and my constitution, and they were constitutional attorneys, and they said you really need to get a constitutional no trespassing signs and get them laminated so that they're impervious to the weather, and put them on each side of your property. Uh, that way, all sides, so somebody can't say, "Well, I came in this way." Um, so he had he had a very interesting story. He said, "Well, I had a client." And she died. And I represented her and the coroner couldn't get into her property because she had a constitutional no trespassing sign. Well, um, what's and the difference had, between that and just a regular no trespassing sign? It cites the constitutional things. Okay. Where, um, can, where could someone in my audience or even myself get one of those? So I have a PDF and you can, I can send it to you and then you take it to a printer. Mm -hmm. um, I had like a four foot one on my gate in Washington. And then I put it in plexiglass because Washington always rains. Yeah. Uh, so you want to protect it. And so that's where you would get it. Another time was I, there was a sheriff running for office and I happened to be out of the state. And he was going to leave some campaign signs. And he, I had my constitutional no trespassing sign right at my gate. And he left the um, signs outside the gate. He did not come in. And like I said, people across the United States have used these. Now, if you're going to get a 21 agency raid, it's not going to stop them. No. Um, but for the average, you know, census taker or, you know, somebody that's going to harass you. Um, and you can give them a phone number down there so that they can call you um, and make an appointment. Um, but I also add a little bonus on my, um, my signs that says I practice biosecurity. And so I have fun with that. So anybody that comes on my property, they have to put booties on and, and, uh, and a Tyvek suit, and then they have to sanitize their vehicle coming and going because I don't want any biological crap on my property. And then I'm going to get pinned for it. So they're not going to do that. Uh, so I, I have fun with that. You Heck know, yeah, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as you've got internal fortitude then um, you can have some fun with it. And, and they really are fearful. They, when I finally sat down with one of the agencies that I was suing to get the public disclosure, um, my attorney and the agency representative were, had written the word if on a piece of paper and they were pushing it back and forth and back and forth. And the lady just looked and I made a comment and she goes, you don't have any fear, do you? And I said, no, 
because I grew up in a military and government house. I mean, to me, they're just average folks, you mm-hmm. know, I don't have, any, you know, this most people, oh, my God, the marbled halls, you know, I, I don't want anything to do, you know, I'm intimidated by them. But for me, I grew up, I did my school reports at the Capitol, you know, so, you know, it didn't bother me at all. And that troubles them. They don't like people that that don't fear them. No, because that's the ultimate power of control. Once you have someone's fear, you can control them and make them do anything you want. I mean, plain and plain, simple. I, I filled out all those questions because I was in fear of getting arrested, you know, and now I, have, I wish I would have talked to you years ago, but I didn't have a podcast. Then, you know what I mean? I would have, and, yep. Just uh, three people here. Well, just also, so you, just so you know, and you can share with other people, even after this conversation, um, may it, this last for perpetuity that uh, nobody's ever been arrested or imprisoned or fined for this. They, they talk big, you know, they Mm -hmm. look like a big Tom Turkey, you know, but you know, when push comes to shove, nobody has been arrested. That doesn't mean that you might be the lucky winner, you know, but um, I'm just saying up till this point, nobody has been arrested, imprisoned or fined for not filling it out. Well, that's good news to hear because like I, like I just said, you know, it's ingrained in your head, you know, it's also ingrained in your head, you know, make sure you sign up for the draft or else you could face federal imprisonment and, and thousands of dollars of fine. I've never heard anybody going to prison for, for not signing up for it, but they, you know, like you said, they, they puff up their feathers and, and talk this big game. So people will be in fear and, and be under control. So I have some really good news. If you're a young person um, right now, the, the plan originally was to depopulate by 2030. Mm-hmm. The plan escalated um, with the unveiling of the transhumanism agenda and all the, all the forces um, joining ranks. And so they want all the old humans depopulated by 2025. That and they are anybody that has taken the the jab. I wasn't even going to say that just so <laughs> that you could go to certain venues that yeah. it might be dicey. Um, the rooster shots, sla- yes, a slap in the arm. Um, those are bringing on the new humans, and what do I mean by the new human? A new human might have black eyes, it might have a tail. It mm. might have an expedited uh, development, like by nine months, this child could have full set of teeth, could be walking and articulately talking, like college level talking. Well, another child may be ultimately very retarded, small head, um, that type of thing. And those are scheduled for the, you know, they're not going to be living um, these children do not have a soul, uh, so they don't have a spirit, a, a, a sense of the divine in them at all, and they are one and can communicate with the quantum computer because they're all hydrogel, which is track and trace and communicating. They're basically they're one big sensor, and they will do what the quantum computer says to do. 
Um, so if you are thinking about going into the armed forces, the Navy wants to be fully autonomous. They want to be the first branch of the military that there are no humans in the Navy at all, just totally autonomous. Air Force has got some wicked uh, planes right now, one called the Valkyrie. It actually does geomancy and casts spells on the lands and the people. It's dark magic. Um, and they and it's um, got a graphene shell. And so it does all these prismatic things and it can go, it can be there. It's a big black jet. You can look up a uh, Valkyrie jet. Um, interesting name, chooser of the slain. Mm -hmm. And it can go invisible too. So it can be a stealth. Uh, and it can do a lot of other magical things that graphene can do. It was beta tested over in Australia for the Australian wildfires. And so we lent it under the cover of those Australian wildfires when those poor Australians were having such a hard time. We give this plane that does black magic over the whole country. And then look what happens to Australia after um, when SARS-CoV started. Oh. I mean, they, they went through a living hell. They're still going through yeah. a living hell. Yeah, it's almost like a re-education camp, you know, down under. Yeah. I, I don't want to say uh, concentration camp, but I mean, the way they're going, I mean, it, that's not too far off from, from reality. It's, it's scary. And I feel for, for the people uh, in, in Australia and I have heard other people on, on different podcasts uh, from Australia talking that it's more like a, like, like isolated parts of australia some are some are still more more free and but then you you know you get into like maybe perth or sydney and stuff and it's just like super lockdown super new world order super and it's just like wow and then then they had those those protests know, a few, maybe a month or so ago and um people were being complaining about being hit with almost like a, a direct energy weapon and it was you know, it was a direct energy weapon yeah and it's like what the hell is all the, what, I mean, I, I know why, you know, but, but at the end of the day, you still want to be like, why, you know, what did we do to deserve this? Well, I think that mankind did not uh, rise up. There were certain pivotal times that we could have risen to the occasion and fought back, but most people were pretty, comfortable living the American dream mm -hmm. and they did not fight for their liberty. And there's something called the invisibility algorithm. So if I take five things and I dangle it in front of your eyes, like right now we've got Biden, we've got um, the stolen election, we've got the war in Ukraine and Russia and it's summertime and people think it's normal. And I don't know what else, the gas prices. Mm -hmm. They can change every other thing. They can change our constitution. They can change the structure of the military. They can change the, our social structure. And the elite know this. And so all they have to do is dangle these things. And then, so right now, basically, people talk about the Great Reset uh, coming. I say the Great, great Reset is here. They are in the process of changing it right before our eyes. Some you see it, I see it, mm -hmm. but 
how many people are just enjoying their summer? They're going to ball games, they're they're having their barbecues, they're traveling or whatever, and they're not, they think it's normal. This is a weaponized normal. There's yeah. nothing normal about this. And two years or three years ago, they would have recognized the difference. But see, they've been slowly boiling the frog until we're at this point. And yeah, it's, that's it's, why it's scary, you know, and, and I am prior air force, you know, I served from 96 to 2000. I was a weapons loader, you know what I mean? And I had top secret security clearance for certain munitions. And, you know, back then I, I didn't believe, well, chemtrails weren't really talked about like, like they are now in, you know, in 96 and they were mentioned a little bit, but not nowhere on the, the scale. And I remember having conversations, you know, a few years ago when, you know, I'd be like, dude, that's just exhaust, you know, this, this and that, you know, plane flies high, it's super cold up there. You know, it, there's a lot of heat coming out. And then someone said, have you looked, looked into to harp and, and DARPA and all this? And I, I was like, no, what's that? And all of a sudden a whole new world opened up and I was just like, holy fuck. Now, pardon my French. Um, I was on fighter jets. So I, I did, I wasn't around heavies, you know, the, you know, the cargo was the refuelers and stuff like that, where they could be putting the stuff on them or, or now even learning that it's in, in the, in the fuel and, you know, boom, there you go. And it's like, wow, I was so naive to, to a lot of this stuff, but you know, need to know, I didn't need to know that. So they're not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get told that I, I got told mission specific and job specific, you know, information. And I don't know, it, it, it's, it's crazy to, to see what they put in our skies and, you know, remembering back to being a little kid, I remember the skies being a lot bluer than they are now. And I'm paying more attention to the color of the sky and maybe the positioning of the moon versus the sun. It, the, the moon's been act, coming around a lot faster to me anyway. Maybe it's just because I'm paying attention to it, but I don't, I don't know. You know, you, you look up, you see the, the checkerboard skies and oh, next day it's raining all day. You know what I mean? Or, or a couple days later, it's like, Man, you know, I was I, I was so naive and, and didn't want to believe this, but it's right in our face. So there's another aspect to this whole thing is that there are cycles of time. And what we have done is entered the sixth extinction level event. There have been five previous. Um, and this is before the elites time, you know, so it didn't have anything to do with them. But in the last, the fifth extinction level event, 90% of all life on earth died and 10% survived and, and it is what it is today. So we're in the sixth um, extinction level event. So there's million year cycles. There's hundred year, a hundred thousand year cycles. There's 25,000 year cycles. There's. 2000 year cycles, 600 year cycles, 11 year cycles, all of the cycles. This is incredible are converging between last year. Well, yeah, no, two years ago, 2020 and 2050, they are all converging. And so what does this mean? We're going to see some bizarre things like the other night, 
there was like the storm from hell here. <laughs> I mean, it was like pink lightning, purple lightning, blue lightning, sheet lightning, bolt lightning, hail pummeling the window. It was, and the wind was probably, I don't know, 60, 65 miles an hour. It was nuts. Um, that's one thing. So my sister calls me up. Got to put this on the practical side too. And she goes, you know, I had this 20 year old lawn chair and it was dark blue. And the other day I went to go sit in it and it was baby blue. It had faded. Mm-hmm. So I go, oh, that's interesting, you know, because we usually chat when I'm drinking my coffee and waking up in the morning, you know. Because like, who am I going to talk to besides my dog? You know, that's, you know, <laughs> so I talked to my sister. So I go out. And sure enough, as I get get my ducks in a row for doing gardening and weeding and watering and all that fun stuff, I looked at my dark blue lawn chair and mine had faded. And then, but even before that, I went and I had a hot pink tank top on and the front was, I thought it was fine because the front was hot pink and normal. And I realized that the back was all bleached out. Like I had literally bleached the back of it. And because I was leaning over weeding and pulling weeds and planting and watering. Mm -hmm. So my back was all exposed to the UV. So that is something in this extinction level event. The UV for the rest of our life is going to increase. It may increase um, to the point that we can't go outside. Early man uh, went into caves. Mm-hmm. That's when they went into caves because it was it was too much uh, for them to endure. Where, where where do you? I don't know if you're. To me, I think you are pro- probably pretty familiar. But where where would it, where does CERN fit into some of this stuff? CERN, I believe, is changing. So we are going into a quantum world. So they're opening portals where interdimensional beings can, just like the border. You know, Mm -hmm. I just did a broadcast last week. And these illegal people just like, they crossed the Rio Grande, they stepped over the Constantina wire, and they were in and they, you know, off they went into buses to around the United States. And but we're letting beings in, you know, through these portals or wormholes or whatever we're creating uh, to let them in and out. And I think that that's why we see so much evil Mm -hmm. in the world and such a difference in attitude of people, you know, people that you have known for like decades, all of a sudden they act like bizarre and you like go, what, what? And, And hostile. And they're like, they're not making any sense. They're just throwing all this uh, stuff at you. And it's like, you weren't this way 10 years ago. What what happened? Mm -hmm. And it's because the evil, you know, we are frequency resonates in our being. And when we are saturated with all this wickedness and evil, it impacts who we are and some people have more fortitude to withstand this type of toxic environment and others don't and so then their body vibrates at that 
tends to vibrate at the level of the evil that's surrounding us right now. Do you want to talk talk a little bit about your your time when you worked with FEMA? I can do that. So it was, um, it, it, I wanted to serve my country. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really had a choice between Red Cross or um, or FEMA. And um, I looked into Red Cross first, but they had like a 30 page document. And I'm a pers- person with a very strong faith, biblical faith based. And they wouldn't let you like share. And I thought, how tragic. I mean, here's somebody in whatever type of disaster they're in. It's the worst thing that's happened in their life. And you can't comfort them or offer them any hope other than the government's here to help you, you know, (laughs) other than that. And so I go, I can't go there, but I was able to share and pray or help people um, at FEMA. And this, but that's pre 9-11, of course. Um, even some degree, but it, the organization really changed after 9-11. Mm. Um, as it got very more material, uh, militarized, um, very um, security oriented, uh, very compartmentalized. Uh, before that, we would all brainstorm and talk about different projects together, blah, blah, blah. And But the closer it got to 9-11, you didn't talk about, you just did your own wheelhouse and you didn't look to the right and didn't look to the left. Could you see uh, what, 9-11 coming from yeah. your position? Oh, absolutely. As And three days before, a lot of people don't know this, that every single county and state emergency manager and their right-hand man were back in New York for this. So they basically had every single county and every single state's top people back in New York for that. And then, of course, they shut down the airline flights. So that left every single emergency EOC emergency operation center deficient of their top two people pretty much your policy maker because your director is usually the policy maker and then um whoever whoever they had so one person went with the counterterrorism people one person went my boss went with the governor i believe and I went with, um, I was working with the military, <clears throat> checking infrastructure because nobody knew how big it was. <clears throat> nobody knew what was happening. And so we, you know, had to work to check to see are the highways okay? Are the bridges okay? Are the dams okay? <clears throat> Water, electricity. So that's what I was doing is working for the, with the military on checking infrastructure. I think we had our debrief at like 11. It started at like at 11 o'clock that night. That was a long day, really okay. long day. Um, so, and then after that, it got really squirrely. They wanted to seize upon the volunteerism or the patriotism of the people. So they launched this huge 
volunteer thing, which is now known as AmeriCorps or Citizen Corps. It's basically a slave labor. Uh, you do, donate in the name of patriotism. If you're a doctor, if you're a veterinarian, if you're a grocer, if you're a librarian, if you're a teacher, if you're a student, if you're a senior citizen, you donate hours to corporate America. Mm-hmm. And they have this really, um, they have their own pledge. Um, and they have um, some symbolism on their patch that's very occultic. Mm. So um, that was like the next day, like the day after. And I, I'm not sure. So I should back up. So two days before 9-11, up in Vermont, they had made, um, are you familiar with the Bible and the Ark of the Covenant? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's where the Ten Commandments were held and all that. So up in Vermont, they made a counterfeit Ark of the Covenant, and they called it the Ark of Hope. And they put um, the Earth Charter, what it takes to be a good Earth citizen, um, death masks, and some other stuff in it. And two days before 9-11, they paraded it around the Grand uh, General Assembly at the UN. Um, that was kind of eerie. And that happened just two days before. And then it went, I think it was at in their one room at the UN. And then it's traveled around since then. I don't know where it's at right now. I mean, it's still there or somewhere, but I've, I don't, haven't looked at where it is but uh for some time um so things things changed uh then i was asked to do something i couldn't do and i went to my inner circle and um said is there any other way besides just going dark and they said no you can't do this and i knew i couldn't I mean, I have to face my maker someday. I'm not going to, you know, uh, not going to do that. So um, because it was bad. So I I packed my suitcases and I disappeared and I remarried and um, I then my husband was killed uh, seven years, almost seven years ago. But it was one of those situations that it was in a place where there was no cell coverage. Um, Nobody could see it because it was very windy. Uh, His cell phone disappeared in the coroner's vehicle, which is chain of custody. Uh, You know, they can't lose a cell phone. It never did surface. And um, they sent his body in a single car accident to a crime lab. They told me they weren't going to do an autopsy. They did what the mortuary said was the most extensive autopsy they had ever seen on a person. So anyway, um, my life really changed then, you know, then I started to, a couple of years later, I started to broadcast and started breaking stories and having my own podcast in the community and that type of thing. I'd always been writing. I had been a photojournalist since published since I, I was in junior high. Oh, nice. Um, even National Geographic wanted me to be on, go down to the Yucatan Peninsula and 
be a, one of their photographers, which was a great honor, but my children were very young and I was very, you know, I'm very idealistic and I did not have children to have them be raised, you know, as I'm traipsing off around the world. So I, I declined the offer to stay home and be, raise my children. Do you think 9-11 was a, a, a cult ritual practice, magic practice put yeah. on to, to, to the American people and the world? Yes. Hmm. Can, can you elaborate a little bit more? Or? It was at that time that those portals were really opening. I mean, it, after that, things just started getting darker and darker. There were a lot of rituals that went on for significant events, like the introduction of the National Animal Identification System, which was introduced on Halloween of um, 2005. It came from the United Nations. And it, it has three pillars that all government or all property belongs to the government. Um, electronic identification of all life forms on that property. And at that time, people were talking RFID chips, the size yeah. of rice. Like, how do you do that for like every life form on your property? Um, and then 24-7 surveillance. And we fought it. Every state fought it. They introduced um, They introduced legislation against it. Um, my representative, he wrote President Bush and demanded that he terminate the project, but of course he didn't, and um, and we lost. We lost, even though it was a vicious firefight. Well, where do I start? I'm bad shit. What you read in the covenant? cap i was bred by the government fact check every head when it come to this upside down system had enough of it another sapien that's on the globe lost cold looking for the direction but don't nobody know the only bit of insight that they ever sold me i've been start to find out doesn't really hold every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie high motives to align goals Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs Light bulbs in my head of where I might go I'm on a tightrope walking this edge And I've been wondering if anyone loves me Shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me yeah. Fuck And I've been wondering if Look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick, I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause, fuck I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit what we read in the covenant It's cap, we were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake 
We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this They bitch made Ay, Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride While I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants A beat speaking to me No, I'm talking back every chance Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France But in the northwest I trip without a traveling band Yeah and that's word of my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last snug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.